This is Wednesday, August 17th. Have you ever felt like spiritual growth comes slowly for you? Are there days when you wonder if you've made any progress at all? I think all of us have been there. So it takes time to see that our progress naturally comes slowly. Yes, there may be breakthroughs along the way, but our normal growth process in Christ, it's going to creep along. And that's okay. Growth comes slowly, not overnight, but it does come. I know there are days we wonder if we will struggle with the same temptations, the same issues all of our lives. Yes, we're in our Granada podcast called Grace Under Pressure. I had a disconcerting experience not that long ago. I was sorting through some old files and I came across a personal assessment done of me over 20 years ago. I read the assessment and I was surprised to find that I struggle with many of the same personal challenges I did all those years ago. Have I made any progress? Sure, I could see a greater self-awareness and I can see slow growth, but the challenges are there and sometimes they are dogging me. So how does growth come and what can I do to foster that growth? Here's our scripture passage for today from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And we, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now this is a section of Paul's second letter to the Christians in Corinth. And he's explaining the power of God to change us. He uses the image of looking upon the glory of God and being transformed in the process. Notice he attributes this change to the work of the Holy Spirit. But let's stop to think about what he says here. Paul begins by telling us about Moses, the man invited to meet with the Lord. When Moses would return from his meetings with God, he glowed with the reflected glory of God. To shield the people from this light, he wore a veil, a covering. And Paul says that the law worked something like that as well, like a veil, protecting us from the blinding light of God's glory. You know, it's true. No one can look on the Lord and live. The light of God's glory is just too much for us. So the law was placed between us and God. We couldn't go into the presence of God or go directly to him. But all that changed in the coming of Jesus. God has come to us. And Jesus has given us access to God. No veil is needed any longer. Well, you wonder, how can this be? Jesus died for sin at the cross. He fulfilled the law so that we could come before God. Before, there was the block of sin. Jesus died for our sins. Before there was the block of the law, Jesus now has completely fulfilled the law. And that opened the way for us to come before the face of God. And it is the presence of God, beholding the glory of God, knowing God for who he is in Jesus, that has the power to to change us. I sometimes wonder if all of our growth comes through beholding, beholding God. We discover 
that we come to be more and more like we focus on. What we focus on, we come to give our hearts to, and that comes to shape us. As we enjoy fellowship with God and gaze upon the glory of God, we are told, as Paul says, transformed with ever-increasing glory. That's how he describes this ongoing process of God changing us. Now, for some of us, this might sound too conceptual, too ethereal for us. What does it mean to gaze upon the glory of God, and how can we do this? Paul says that we can have fellowship, this fellowship with God, through the Spirit of God. Once we come to faith in Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit provides that vital connection to God. Years ago, when I first went to Haiti, I remember being supplied with a translator. The language there is Creole, a native dialect of French. And this person was part of every conversation, facilitating connections with the people we met while we were there. Without this vital help, we wouldn't have been able to understand each other. We would have been stuck. But having someone stand between us, communicating for us, we were able to build friendships and do significant work in the country. You see, this is precisely what the Holy Spirit does for us. The Holy Spirit reveals to us the Word of God, making sense of deep spiritual truths we could never understand on our own. The Spirit also takes our prayers and makes them known to the Father. The Spirit enables us to behold the face of God in Christ Jesus. And yes, there, there's a practical part of this. We turn our lives and we point them toward God. And then the Spirit enables us to enjoy fellowship with God. We get away from the success-failure paradigm that's driven our lives, and we think our relationship with God has been all about that. And we discover we can enjoy communion with God, fellowship with God. We seek God more in prayer and in the Word. Some people say that one of the reasons why we grow so slowly is we think we can change ourselves directly, under our own power. But we can't. We grow more through the power of what you would call indirection. What I mean is, we can't make ourselves be more loving or more gentle or manifest the other fruit of the Spirit under our own effort. But we can approach our need more indirectly. We spend more time focusing on God, enjoying time with Him, seeking His face, and then we slowly see that growth come. We don't seek God for growth but we seek God for God himself. And in the process, we are transformed with an ever-increasing glory. Let's pray together. Lord God, we're in a hurry to do almost everything. Forgive us for putting our goals for personal growth before you in our lives. Help us to seek you first in your kingdom, trusting that everything will be provided to us in the process. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.